How about presidential control where you can just they plant a chip in Trump's brain and you can just jump off a cliff. You, you really want to get us visited by the Secret Service, don't you? <laughs> Unfortunately, they're going to be knocking on my door. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar dungeon. This is all coming straight out of the guitar dungeon. This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. My name is Rob Minot. And today I am joined by the lovely Ryan Flurry and <laughs> the effervescent Steve Barkley. Woo! You guys have way too much energy for me today. Well, we just I just finished my double double, so uh, have a timbit that'll help. Uh, you I need, you need like the a sugar. Dozen timbits. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's going on? Fall is here. Yeah, the rain Ooh, has started. Yes, the torrential downpour has begun. I That's guess right. it rains down in Vancouver. It, yep. it sure does. Yep. That was terrible. I'm sorry about that, everybody. That's <laughs> not what you needed to hear. Me Halloween, is coming. Halloween is coming. Halloween is coming. Halloween is coming. Yeah. It's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. It's only a month off. Yeah. Are you, are you getting excited? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. You, yeah. Just, you got the terror. Tunnel of Terror ready? You betcha. I still say we should record live from the Tunnel of Terror. Be fun, yeah. Talk yeah, I still got to figure. Outside, though, I know yeah. it's going to be raining and stuff. And just well, the mean, logistics of it's it would covered be, in plastic and stuff, but you know. Um, speaking of which, Brian, we need to figure out our Halloween show. I guess, eh? Yep. You have some ideas about that. You do? Yeah, okay. kind of. Well, sort of, but not really good ideas. But right, are we going to use sharp objects again? I don't know. I'm just bummed out. I was reading. I. You know, I went on the Twitter feed this morning to sort of look and see what's see what's going on, see what we could talk about, and it just bummed me out. Like, because it was just full of you know just news from the UN, and mm-hmm. you have that Swedish kid at the UN sh- publicly shaming everybody for you know climate change. And good for her. Absolutely. Just, I, yeah, absolutely good for her. But I'm just like, is this is this is where we've come to, where we need like you know a 16 year old to actually like. Scream wake it. everybody up yeah. in terms of uh, it just you know and I was thinking about this on the way this is this is how my mind operates I was thinking this all the way over here you know I remember the 80s when the whole remember the hole in the ozone layer remember that happened yeah yeah and people we freaked out like we freaked out like we banned uh, whatever aerosols you know, we, we did a bunch of stuff. I don't really know what, but, you know, the, we everybody took it seriously. There was nobody going, there is no hole in the ozone layer. This is all a hoax. It's stupid. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Let's, let's start up coal, you know, f- refining again. Like, we didn't do that. We actually just, it was just, okay, this is a fact. There's a hole in the ozone layer. Let's fix it. Let's try to fix it. And, you know, and I remember, like, you know, a few years back, I'm saying, hey, look, the hole in the ozone layer is gone. 
We we fixed it. Well, it's not gone. It's closing. It's, it's closing. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, something's happening. And I just compare it to now with this whole climate change thing where we you can't even you can't even get a consensus among the the populace that it's even happening even though it's happening like it seems crazy to me that we live in this this society now that that is so contrarian like you just you can't and that science deniers like anti-vaxxers all this crap would not have happened in the 80s and the 90s and you have to think that it's because of the internet well, it's so easy to spread misinformation now. You right. Know? And, and people give equal weight to misinformation as they do to information. Exactly. Um, you have, you know, the, the actively, you've got people active in government right now who are trying to discredit the news. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure, sometimes the news gets it wrong. But when you walk around saying that the news is wrong all the time. Yep. People start to wonder, hey, well, maybe the news is wrong all the time. Exactly. And then they start to see, you know, these wacky theories that that pop up online and, you know, they start giving that equal weight to the news when they're actually being fed misinformation. Yep. You know, and then and then they think they're smarter and they're oh no, you know, the whole climate thing is just it, it's a it's a complete hoax. It's started by George Soros as a Jewish conspiracy to uh, take over the planet. <sighs> know. You know, it's 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 just so stupid. See, it used to be it used to be that you know crackpot theories and like just crazy views. The only time you really were exposed to that would be like Thanksgiving dinner when you had that crazy relative <laughs> going on about, you know, fluoride in the water and chemtrails. That's right. Uh, and your mom goes, uh, don't give him any more whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that, yeah. and that would be it. That would be, that, that would be the end of it. Uh, but no, now he can have a website and, or he can get on Facebook and he can find other people that are as crack potty as him and they form a community and then they have this sort of legitimacy yeah. to them that other people thing you know they got a podcast into. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah any any idiot can start up a podcast that's part of the problem too we are part of the problem so it just bums me out like it's just like this is we're, we're just we've we, the internet has made us stupider it, it, it has you would it think literally, it literally would, has we we have access to the entirety of human information at, at our backwards. fingertips all and, the time and we're getting dumber and we're just getting, and i don't understand it's like because when i remember and it's so weird because we're especially of this generation where we remember things before the internet and smartphones and all this and and i remember the internet coming up and be like oh my god this is amazing this is like you have like the library of alexandria at your fingertips uh, you know you can look up anything you want as long uh, as you load, started loading it the night before <laughs> well, yeah, that was then. Yeah, sure. But I just mean, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we just, we, yeah. there's nothing that we, we can't access. We can't yeah. access. Yeah. And it, we're dumber. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand how that works. Just uh, cir- circling back to uh, Greta Thunberg and her uh, address of the uh, United Nations yesterday. Uh, Trump was apparently there. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, he, um, he tweeted out afterwards, uh, she seems like a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you watch the video that he's talking mm-hmm. about, like, no, the kid's almost in tears. Absolutely. And, like, she's, she's just she's upset. She's Absolutely. passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. So this this morning, 
uh, Thunberg updated her Twitter bio to read, a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her. <laughs> Suck it, Trump. What an asshole. Yeah, like, absolutely. I am sorry. I'm sorry if anyone's listening out there that, but you just, he is. The guy's a asshole. And the, there's the other problem with, you know, well, sorry, what's her name? Thunberg? Greta Thunberg. Greta, Greta Thunberg. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, shaming world leaders. Mm -hmm. The only problem is that they're old. You can't shame old people. We don't care. <laughs> like, whatever. We're going we're gonna to drink milk out of the jug. We're just going to walk around in our underwear. We don't have any shame because we're done. Like, you can't. <laughs> so that's part of the problem with this strategy is, is that, you know, you can't, you can't tell a seven-year-old to change his no, not that we're 70. I mean, I'm talking about Trump. Mm -hmm. I think Trump's 70, isn't he? Is he? Or is yes. he older than that? He's, he's older than that, I think. Ah, oh, geez. You know, we lost Rick. Rick o Sorry to spin off into a different topic, but <laughs> we lost Rick Ocasek from the cars hey, last still week. Got Trump. Damn it. There's no justice. You know, Bruce Springsteen's 70. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard something the other day, and I couldn't believe it. Bruce Springsteen has never had a number one hit. Yeah, I think I heard that on the news or something on the radio. Yeah, that's kind of surprising, isn't He's it? He's never had a number one hit. I'm pretty. I thought. I thought stuff off his "Born in the USA" album. They must have come pretty close. Yeah. But yeah, I guess maybe not. He's never had number one. Yeah, hmm. crazy. Interesting. You know. But man, you know what a what a career, what a solid career though, because oh yeah, the guy's still going and still relevant and yeah. and, and still, after all these years, yeah, yeah. very very yeah, very beloved. He's 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 my guy. He's, he's my favorite. Uh, what else did I want? Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. It just bummed me out. It just the whole. I was I was in a good mood initially because I read we had a good review. We found a good review <laughs> online, and and then I watched the news and it just bummed me out. Yeah. What was that review site again? What was uh, what was the name of it? Uh, well, it wasn't a review site. I think it was a podcast platform site. It was just it was called Owl Tale. Owl Tale. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, we got a we got a good review from somebody. Yeah. Uh, well, I know uh, we've got them. some excellent reviews on. Um, on iTunes because uh, I put one there. <laughs> <laughs> so like us on iTunes, people. You could get famous. We could mention you on it. We should read the review. Let's yeah, read the review. Read, let's read give this review. guy whoever whoever left this review. Let's give him some some props. Give him some airtime. Find it here. Well, one's from Ted Drake, who was a guest on the show. We can't count, but thank you, Dr uh, Ted, for uh, leaving that. So we have we have two here. Uh, one. Uh, the name on, on it is Buy One Blind Guy. And it says, AT Banter is an entertaining cast. Rob, Ryan, and Steve will make you smile, cringe, think, and may even tick you off a little, but you will definitely get a wide variety of topics and guests to open your mind to the world of assistive technology and living a full life despite challenges. Give the show several listens before deciding you will find something to like A. So the A at the end, you know. Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes me think it's probably shan <laughs> no well, actually maybe, maybe. could be shan <laughs> Never actually that could be shan but but we don't know and if if it's not shan uh yeah re reach out we love you yeah thank um, you so much for that review whoever it is and uh, ted drake added uh, i listen regularly because they have great guests and give the interviews enough time to talk about more than bullet points and sales pitches they also enjoy themselves and make it fun to listen it's true thanks ted that's it's awesome true. it's true Except for today when I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. I just think, here's boy. what I think. Here's, okay, not to go off on a tangent again, but just real quick. Zing. Remember back in the day when there used to be late movies? Yeah. Like, you know, after midnight, they would show movies on TV. I remember as a kid, they would always play the Planet of the Apes movies. And as a kid, I would watch them and 
uh, you know, it, I was very entertained by them until one day when I was riding in the car with my parents and they had the, the, the news on and the news was talking about um, rebel guerrillas in South America <laughs> that were attacking, you know, different cities and stuff and how they're, you know, coming down from the mountains and freaked me out as, a, as you know, like an eight-year-old. I thought, oh my God, like these are, this is actually a thing that's that's happening uh and it it terrified me it it you know it's probably why i'm as neurotic as i am today but anyways like now i'm thinking about that today and i was like you know what i let's just give the apes a chance like now <laughs> and now at this point i was terrified at the idea of being taken over by intelligent apes but now we're at a point in this society where it's like you know what this would actually be good this is preferable to a mass extinction event like let's bring the apes on like let's uh, give them a chance i'll go live in a cage or live in the woods as wild people and uh, give the apes their chance. All, all we are saying is give apes a chance. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who you are. It's you are such an optimist. Every other show we have had, all the years I've known you, you're really down today. I, I'm telling wow. you, this climate change thing. Because then I watched, I was watching yesterday and... You, here, this is Google's fault too, because once you click on, <laughs> on a YouTube video, it will just feed you. I happened to watch this video about uh, how there's like these mass insect die-offs happening mm -hmm. where, you know, thousands of, of insect species are, are on the edge of extinction. And, you know, if that, and, and what will happen if more insects die and how it'll affect the whole, uh, the whole, yeah. you know, ecosystem in terms of, you know, fertilizing soil and stuff because, you know, when, when bugs die, they fertilize the soil and the pollination, all this stuff that's all connected and we're just completely f***ing it up <laughs> uh, as a culture and doing nothing about it. And uh, it just, it bums me out. I think you need to start a blog. <laughs> AT Ranter or something. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do for a Halloween show. Maybe we should just talk Rob's, about climate change. Rob's or... bummer blog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fine. We got some good reviews, so whatever. <laughs> whatever. Su suicide rates up 30% since Rob started his blog. <laughs> I'm just saying apes maybe would, would be okay. I mean, no, they, could be they could be fun. Are they going to be worse than Trump? No. <laughs> no, not at all. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't think they will be. I think, I think apes probably, you know, I mean, I think they're going to be a little pissy at first. <laughs> with the whole, you know, being in zoos and stuff for so many years and Jesus. vote ape <laughs> but, I mean I think eventually they'll come around they'll be like okay these you know as long as we subjugate the humans and leave them you know primitive they're pretty harmless god where did this go <laughs> my goodness okay anyways <laughs> welcome to AT Banter everybody wow <laughs> hey okay okay here's something actually AT related that we can talk about iOS 13 is out. Well, 13.1 drops today, um, September 24th. Oh, wow. So Look forget 13.0. 13.1's out now. Well, it's probably, what is that, just bug fixes? Uh, lots of bug fixes. All right, fair fixes, enough. Yeah. Well, let's talk about iOS 13. Which had lots of bugs and security okay, issues. Okay, it has some bugs, and so what doesn't? Like, look at Windows. Windows can't even... Can't even what? Come on. Go there. I'm not going there. All right. Yeah, I mean, look at, you know, any any Windows rollout has tons of issues, too, so yeah. it's not surprising. Any major rollout like this is going to have some bugs. But let's talk about the accessibility features that have been added in uh, iOS 13 because, very exciting. 
And, you know, it's funny. We were, not long ago, we were kind of, you know, we are a little just kind of shit-talking Apple and saying that, oh, you know, they're, you know, their their accessibility features have kind of slowed down. They're not talking too much about accessibility these days. Uh, but that's kind of changed with 13 because there's some really incredibly powerful new accessibility features baked right in there. Um, probably the, the top of the list would be voice control. Cool. So, you know, basically in iOS 13, you're, you can pretty much uh, control your phone through voice commands. Nice. Yeah, I think it said you can actually even edit text yep, using you sure voice can. as well. So it's going to be interesting to actually play with and try. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I watched a video on, on sort of how it all works and, uh, you know, and granted it was a promotional video, but very cool. Very cool. And this is something that, you know, I remember talking about again in the early, early career uh, of ourselves as podcasters, that this was a sort of a something that they were working on and that it was, it was sort of in closed beta. So it's great to finally see it out in the wild and, and working. So uh, that's incredibly powerful. Um, the other thing that uh, is pretty damn cool is that it now supports uh, both both iPads and iPhones now support uh, uh, USB and Bluetooth devices attached to it. So like a mouse so one, one or thing, a trackball. Yeah, one thing I'm not sure about, though, is iPad iOS or iPad OS releases today too. So, you know, is this new feature only part of the new iPad OS or no. is it backwards compatible? Oh, uh, I see what with you older mean. iPads. I would imagine it's only compatible with the new operating system, I would assume. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, so incredibly cool. They, you know, and there's there's a few other ones that are sort of smaller. I, I know that there's some uh, now some um there's a magnification bubble you can hover. So you can hover your, your mouse or your cursor over some text and you can change, the, I think, the color, the magnification size. Yep. There's a, there's a colorblind mode now that will change uh, sort of the colors or the, the highlights to some of the buttons and stuff. So that, you know, if you're colorblind or have some sort of trouble perceiving different colors, uh, that can certainly help. So very cool. I, I mean, voice control is, is a, a huge game changer, I think, and once again puts them way ahead of the pack uh, in terms of uh, baked-in accessibility features in, in an operating system. Um, you know, Google and and uh, Microsoft are going to have to play catch-up here because uh, it's pretty major. So good for Apple. Yep. I applaud you. Now if you could go fix climate, that would be nice. <laughs> Work on that. That's next. Hey, Steve, why don't you tell the fine folks about Canadian Assistive Technology? Well, Canadian Assistive Technology is a Canadian-based distributor of, guess what, Assistive Technology. I would not have guessed that. Uh, really? Oh, i got to work something better into the name then. <laughs> um, and uh, we do uh, all kinds of low vision and blindness aids, as well as all kinds of physical access aids and uh, accessible furniture, you name it. Visit our website at www.canastech.com. Rick, let me ask you about this. Chaos Technical Services. Chaos Technical Services. Don't sound so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Speaking of repairs. We are the sister company to Canas Tech. Um, we do the repairs on uh, low vision devices, uh, uh, reading machines, 
uh, for libraries, braille printers, and pretty well anything in between. We can be found at uh, www.chaostechnicalservices.com. Joining us this week on AT Banter is Janine Stanley, Explorer Community Manager for IRA. Hello there. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, you know, we've been, we're, we're always excited to talk uh, about IRA and uh, to people from IRA. Um, you guys have had a, a real incredible uh, three years. I was I was looking in our archives, and the last time that that we kind of talked to uh, to somebody from IRA was was way back in I think 2017. Oh wow! And, and you guys have 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 done some incredible uh, work since then, and uh, really, really um, made some real huge uh, strides um, in in the in you know getting the the, the uh, service out there. So why don't we start with a real easy question and. Just for anybody who's listening who is not familiar with IRA, just give us a, a little bit of a snapshot of what the service does. Sure. So IRA is a visual interpretation service. And what that means is that we use a smartphone app and in the case of our Horizon Kit, some dedicated equipment and highly trained agents. And that's a big, big part of it to bring you visual information. So um, someone once called us eyes in your pocket. Um, <laughs> that's one great way to think about it. Um, and that is the basis of what we do. Now, I think, you know, there are a whole bunch of other things that go into that and ways that people use IRA. So we're not that sighted person telling you how to do something. We're not a person judging you. Um, we're not even a person saying, I don't really think you should do that. <laughs> um, now, we may tell you, you know, that color is not exactly flattering on you, <laughs> um, but I'm going to wear neon green anyway. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, see, the reason I haven't become an explorer, ex, an explorer yet, or subscriber to the service, is because the agents can say, "Ryan, do you really think you need that extra cheeseburger?" <laughs> oh my gosh! That's why you, you keep know, your phone in the pocket um, of McDonald's, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I wish I, you're really going to eat that. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, actually, folks, in all seriousness, our agents would never say that. They would help, however, help you take a picture of that cheeseburger and label that picture so that you could then post it on Facebook and say, "Yeah." I did eat that. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, um, a lot of people know about IRA, but there are a lot of misconceptions. And you mentioned, you know, since 2017. Oh, my gosh. First of all, in 2018, see, August seems to be, you know, Apple has its big September reveal and all that. Ours is beginning to become August, and I'm a little afraid of what we're going to do next year <laughs> because in 2018, we went 24-7. And that was huge because, you know, it, it's something that, yeah, a lot of us are up at odd hours of the morning or we've got early or late flights or whatever. And then we opened our service in Australia and New Zealand and it almost became a, hey, we have to do this. Right. And so we went 24 seven. Now this August, we announced free IRA. That's right. Yeah. 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 At which everybody on the planet knows about now, I think. But <laughs> just in case you don't, the way that IRA works is that you can buy a number of minutes on a plan or you can use the service for free 
now uh, for short tasks that are five minutes or less, or you can go to a free access location like Toronto Airport and many, many other places. Now, unfortunately, we don't have as many in Canada, but we've got a way to work on that. So never fear. <laughs> well, and that was, and I, and I remember that happening. I remember the, the announcement of, and, and it, it escapes me what the, what the first airport to sort of jump on board with that was. Um, but I mean, I, I remember that announcement and thinking at the time that that was a really big get that, you know, here you have this huge, you know, metropolitan airport that was now going to um, have, you know, free IRA access points for people. Since then, I, like how many, how many airports sort of ha have joined suit? Oh, good question. We have almost 50. I believe we're fast approaching 50 airports wow. now. We have at least one airport in every one of the countries that we serve, including our pilot folks in the UK. So if you were to go to uh, um, Heathrow or Gatwick Airport in the UK, we have Toronto, of course, in Canada, hopefully more soon. We've got around 45 airports in the US. And we have Sydney in Australia and not Auckland, Wellington in New Zealand. We have the support of the, now let me see if I get this acronym right, the American Association of Airline and Airport Executives. And so, you know, it's just a matter of time. A couple of the big airports in the U.S. that are not yet IRA locations are the Chicago airports. So um, if you know and love somebody in Chicago, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, noise. talk to talk to the folks at O'Hare and Midway because we would love to have them in the network. They are probably our biggest one right now that is not in the network. But you can see a whole list of our access locations, which include Walgreens stores in the U.S. and all of their um, associated stores. I believe they have a different name in New York, I think. But you can go to ira.io slash access dash partners and see a whole list of our access partners. Um, and those are access partners around the world, by the way. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that was a lull. I thought I thought Steve was wanting to jump in with a question, but he wasn't. No, um, I, was, I was trying to figure out if it was safe to recline this chair or not. <laughs> <laughs> He's posing the hard-hitting questions That's to right. himself. Uh, I, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, now I'm reclined. Okay, <laughs> good. Okay, we're good. Uh, no, I was going <clears> to... <throat> so I, that, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask, is that other than airports, what other uh, businesses or um, agencies... Are, are sort of slowly coming on board as well, providing free access. Sure. Points. Well, that, that is an excellent question because we have more and more every day. Now, one good thing about Chicagoland is Shed Aquarium, which is a huge aquarium complex, um, is actually a free access location. And I, as a result, am planning a trip to Chicago because my guide dog and I love aquariums. <laughs> um, he especially loves the tropical fish. So <laughs> I might have a time pulling him away from the tropical fish. But, but uh, Sheds is a spot. The San Diego Convention Center is a spot. That's the former home of the CSUN conference. Right. And again, CSUN will be an IRA access location. It is in Anaheim this year. And that's, of course, the assistive technology conference down in California in March. I guess it's down for you guys. It's over for me. Road down. But um, yeah, so um, and 
the reason the San Diego Convention Center is such a big deal is that that is the home of Comic Con for all of you who are into comic books and all of that culture around comic books and nerd things. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, but... We and have a number of stores, <laughs> AT&T stores. We have Walgreens. Um, we have Wegmans supermarkets. If you're in the northeast yeah. of the United States, that's a small supermarket chain within the northeast. Right. But they're the first ones. And, and it's always good to have, you know, okay, look, if Wegmans can do it, you know, yeah. certainly you can. And same with the drugstore um, concept. I, I change drugstores because, hey, Walgreens, free IRA access, sweet. Right. And uh, so that made a big difference. Um, we continue to look at all sorts of access partners, some university campuses. Um, like I said, we've got the whole free list at ira.io slash access dash partners. And you can also find it in the IRA app. If you go into the more tab and actually you can do it right from the homepage where it says, um, try a free access offer. You can go in there and you can look for locations. And if you know the address, you can put in the address. If you just want a city, you can put a city in there and it will pop up all of the access locations in that city. Um, And finally, transit systems. Um, The Boston, um, Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority, MBTA, their Mm -hmm. entire transit system has been for the last six months an IRA access site. So any bus stop, any train station, any ferry terminal, anything like that in the Boston area. So do you guys have a dedicated team in each country or major cities that are actually promoting the services and trying to get like aquariums and museums and stuff to become access locations? Actually, we have a dedicated national team at this point, and we're reaching out internationally. Right now, we're really trying to build the network in the U.S., but we're working on some partnerships. We do have somebody in the Australia, New Zealand area um, with AT&T who works with us, and uh, but our sales team, they have regions throughout the U.S. and Canada, and so what we have started is what we call our Access Leads Program. And this is for anybody who is an explorer and maybe is part of a company or knows somebody or is related to somebody within a company that can make some national decisions. And if you want to know more about that program, you can go to ira.io slash leads, L-E-A-D-S. You'll see a theme here. (laughs) Our website is jammed full of info, but sometimes it's a little hard to find. So if you have a lead for us of somebody that you think would be great, or you've done a demo of IRA and they said, hey, we want more info, um, you can go to the leads page and put all of their contact information in. Someone will contact them and then get back with you and let you know how everything went. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, we're sort of on the periphery of all this because, you know, as you're, as you're, you're mentioning all this, you know, we've been sort of talking about IRA in our, you know, in our news segments for a while. And again, you know, I remember, you know, talking about, you know, Wagmans in particular when, when that chain first came on board. And I remember saying that this is, it's actually brilliant because it's, it's a, you, you must be able to really present a good business, business case for some of these um, especially things like uh, the the pharmacies or or the the supermarkets, because you know if they're offering um, you know free IRA access points, 
automatically they're going to have this new flood of customers um, that are going to shop at their establishment because of the of the free access points. So you know, in, in a way, you know, I, I just see it as as a matter of time um, the, of of other you know chains jumping on board because it just it just makes perfect business sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And as we you know expand our audience with Ira too, because Ira isn't just for visually impaired people. I mean, it's not like we have a proof of blindness test that you have to pass to be able to use the app. So. You know, anyone can use it. And I have a friend with a very severe anxiety disorder. And when she becomes very anxious in social situations, you know, her vision goes just crazy. And I said, okay, let's try Ira and see if this helps you. And sure enough, it does. And she's able to use the free offer to say, okay, I just need to read the menu at Starbucks so I can get my stuff and get out of this line. And that works for her. And she loves it. And so, you know, as we expand that, yeah, that's going to make it more attractive for people who maybe never shopped at that location or whatever to take advantage, to go on vacation, um, to go through the airport by yourself without having to worry yeah. about the airport help. And even when you need them, you know, you can kind of spot check them because sometimes, you know, you're a piece of luggage <laughs> getting moved around the airport. So it is really nice in that um, aspect. Yeah, and I think that that's the real power of of this service um, for people who are visually impaired is that it gives them that safety net. Um, it gives yeah. them that that much confidence to get out into the, you know, into the world, into maybe a space that they're not familiar with because they know if you know if I get stuck or if I need it, you know, I've got the Ira app. I can just right. use that and get myself out of a, a situation that I'm not familiar with. Right. So, and that's a big one for rideshare too. Yeah. But I mean, certainly for, you know, for travel issues, I mean, airports are so important uh, to get connected. And I would say that, you know, transit systems, it would be amazing if, if, you know, more transit systems um, had free IRA access points, because you think of all these, all, all these sort of bottlenecks of places yes. where, um, people might get stuck or might have some sort of mobility issue. Um, you know, is this escalator out? Is the elevator out? Um, you know, yeah. who, who knows anything that, that can, can come up? Um, certainly at transit stations. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that your guys' wish list, um, just from a, a usability standpoint, you know, how, how can we build the best service that is the most useful for the most people? I'm sure your your wish list is huge is in terms oh, yeah. of of uh, who, who you're, you're hoping that would, would come on board and, and provide these free access points. Well, we would love it if, you know, the entire world was free and you just walked out your door and went, oh, hey, look, you know, Ira Access. Um, we have our first accessible city, um, the city of Miami Beach, including South Beach, uh, is Ira. Ira's turned on everywhere. So if you live there, fantastic. If you travel there, great. You know, you're there on vacation and Explorer was just telling me about his vacation and how much fun he had, you know, because he and his friends could go out, you know, anywhere they wanted. They could check out things. Um, they could get restaurant menus read to them, all this stuff that they did, you know, with Ira because it was always there. And like, wow, you know, that's pretty huge. I'm going to back back the bus up a little bit here beep beep beep, beep. that's right beep. 
So the people who subscribe to the service are called explorers, and they, using the app, dial in and connect to an agent. So what is... There are things an agent will not do, like tell somebody, you know, how to cross the street. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, kind of what is that process for an explorer when they first initiate that phone call? Sure. Well, I I will tell you the first thing to know about making a phone call is that everybody is nervous during that first call. So you've downloaded the app, you've put your phone number in, you've gotten your four-digit code, and notice we didn't ask for a credit card number or anything yet, Um, Yet. (laughs) you know, unless you purchased a plan. So, you know, if you're going to use the free service, which we would hope that you would try, you know, um, and then in the middle of the screen, there's this big um, call Ira from phone button. And if you have some vision, it's a big red button. If not, it's right in the middle of your screen. And this works for iOS and Android. And so you make that first call and you'll hear a series of tones until the call picks up. And then your agent will say, hello, this is agent so-and-so. Um, thank you for calling Ira. What would you like to do today? And they will walk you through if you are kind of, um, you get that little stage fright there of, mm. oh, oh, crap, there's an actual person on the other end of the phone. Ah! You know, um, our agents are very friendly, um, very professional. So you don't have to worry about, you know, that customer service experience that sometimes like, Whoa, what did that person, wow, <laughs> somebody doesn't like their job. Um, you're not going to hear that with Ira. Um, so you have the agent there. And, you know, it's always good to, to figure out what you want to do beforehand. But you can also ask your agent things during that free five minutes. Like, okay, so what exactly, how does this work? What can you do? Now, your agent's going to be looking out the back-facing camera of your phone. So... If you want them to be looking at you, you can turn your phone around toward them or uh, so that the back is facing you or, you know, um, be looking at your feed or whatever, you know, wherever that back facing camera happens to be facing at the moment. But if you have something that you want them to do, like um, identify something. Uh, I had a weird fruit in the refrigerator today. My husband went grocery shopping. And he grabbed something out of the bin and he said, I thought they were potatoes. Like, no, honey, they're mangoes. Okay, <laughs> Big difference between potatoes and mangoes. But I, I had the thing and I had the agent there and I had the phone in one hand and I'm looking for the tag to make sure that it was a mango. And the agent will guide you at, okay, turn it to your right a little bit. Okay, now move it down just a little bit there. That's perfect. And then sometimes the agent will take a picture of something and blow it up on their end so they can see it a little bit better to be able to read the tag and whatever. And uh, now I have to teach my husband how to eat mangoes. So (laughs) this will be amusing. But uh, so that's a lot of what that first call can go like. The agent can also tell you exactly how much they can see out of your camera. In other words, how far up and down, how far to the left and right, things like that. And you can either hold the phone or you can put it around your neck in one of the neck pouches, lanyard things that they sell for uh, phones. And that way you can have a hands-free experience too with the phone. But don't be afraid to make the call because you never know. 
Oh, and also nothing is too weird for agents. People think, you know, oh, this is going to be like too, too weird. But, you know, our agents are not faced by anything. And uh, the, the fun part is, and yes, they have done this. Agents have helped clean up dog mess before. Yes. So if you have a guide dog or a pet dog and you need to go clean up and you're missing a piece or something, you know, um, our agents, that's not a problem. And they joke that um, when they go on their agent channel, their communication channel, they get to post the smiling pile of poo emoji when they pick up their first poo. So <laughs> I think that's awesome. And they have a lot of fun and they really enjoy seeing, okay, even if it's just somebody's house or yard or whatever, oh, it's so cool. Look, I'm in Australia or, you know, I'm I'm in British Columbia. I'm in, you know, Montreal <laughs> or wherever, hmm. you know. And it's pretty fun to just sit in your house and be able to go to all these places and talk to people, you know, everywhere. But, yeah, nothing is too weird, folks. Tell us a bit. One of the things that, that delineates your service from others is the fact that your agents are trained. Tell us a bit about that agent training and what's involved in that. Absolutely. Well, the agent training is pretty intense. It's uh, four weeks of very intense classroom type um, experience training. And then a couple weeks of being monitored while you're on calls. Our agents are also bonded. So any of your financial information, anything like that, they sign non-disclosure agreements. So any of your personal information never goes anywhere, you know, um, and it's probably the one thing that um, I was in a meeting recently where we were talking about tech companies and and we like to tell people, you know, people trust us. And what other technology product can you say that to, you know, um, where you would trust somebody with, say, your credit card number, um, you know, reading your bank number. All of your communications, we keep your videos for training purposes only. They are secure within IRA. Um, we even have a hacker on staff who, who routinely tries to break things uh, to make sure that the bad guys don't get your data. And uh, so that is one of the precautions that we take. Um, your phone calls, everything gets erased. All of the pictures that the agents take, unless you want them sent to you, they are destroyed immediately after the call. So none of that personal data is going to get out there. But the agents also have training in uh, O&M. So they know all the good O&M words. They know what the up curb and the down curb are. Um, they know directions. Um, people who can actually give relevant directions. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and they can do it in a number of ways. So if maybe they're not giving you directions in a way you understand, you can say, hey, can you change that to clock face directions or compass directions or even angles? You know, however you want those directions, they've been trained to give them to you. So now we, we you're talking about about August and the big announcements. Um, and of course, uh, the big announcement this year, uh, as you as you mentioned earlier, was you guys announced that uh, you were going free. Um, essentially, yep. uh, you're offering five minutes of free time a day to anybody. Yep, as many times a day as you want to call with tasks. 
Up to five minutes, though, right? Yep, up to five minutes. And we realize sometimes a task may take more than five minutes. And you are more than welcome to call back. Now, we don't want you doing it maybe 20 or 30 times in a row. But, you know, five or six times, that's fine if you need to accomplish a task. Um, And as many tasks as you want to do in a day. You know, um, I was in an Airbnb. And you can imagine how many things, little things, you know, oh, where's the thermostat? How do you set this? How do you do the washing machine? How do you do the microwave and all these things? And I think my sisters and I did rack up about 30 separate tasks in one day with Ira that we were trying to figure out as we as we stayed in this Airbnb. And so, you know, that's available to anybody um, anywhere that uh, we serve, which is the U.S., Canada Australia, New Zealand, and a pilot project in the UK. So once that five minutes is up, does the call actually just hang up on you? And then you have to try and call back and then restart yeah, the whole story over again? Yeah, what it again? will do, your agent will tell you, you know, okay, you have 60 seconds left, you have 30 seconds left, and you can call back. And if you call back within the next two minutes, you'll get the same agent, so you don't have to explain everything again. Great. And if you actually have a plan that you have subscribed to, that first five minutes is still free. And so yeah. makes your plan minutes go a lot longer, too. And if you have a plan already, the agent's going to see that and it's just going to roll over into your paid minutes at that point. Wow. Once okay. you pass those five minutes. How did you guys handle, surely, the flood of extra calls <laughs> that you probably get? I mean, it must have really yep. increased uh, the amount of traffic that you're that, that you've had to deal with. It did. And luckily, we were prepping for it because we knew we were going to do it. But Ah, honestly, we thought we were going to wait till September. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Um, The the good people in development and everybody said, well, you know, we could do it now. And our CEO said, fine, do it. And away we went. Well, we'd been preparing since the conventions every year. At the National Blindness Conventions in the U.S., we ramp up our hiring of agents. And that's usually June, so the conventions start in July. So the the ramp up starts in May, and we get everybody trained by June, and they're all ready to go. Well, this year that didn't let up because our first week with the free service, we did more business than we did with both conventions combined. So, And it's been pretty steady that way. We just passed the mark of being able to say we have 200 agents on staff. So we did a big hiring push. We've had a lot of folks come in as new agents. If you've used the service for a while, you can uh, see and hear some new voices out there. Um, And so these folks have come on board. um, they've, They've kind of had a trial by fire. They said, boy, we didn't know you could do so many things in five minutes. Five minutes. But yeah, we've tried to make sure that the time that you spend waiting for a call, average length, average is 11 seconds. Now we have some times of the day that get really busy, like mid-afternoon in the Eastern time zone can get really busy because all across the U.S. people are up and they're going and they're doing. And so you might have a call timeout every now and then. But it happens pretty rarely. What's next for you guys? Will you guys, you know, sort of spend the next year 
just continuing to expand until next August, then you're going to make another big announcement? <laughs> is there, or is, that, there, is you there anything know, that you Just can... when I think I know what we're going to be doing, well, one of the big things that we're going to be doing is, and you may, if you're an explorer, you've probably heard of this, but Iris policy now is that when you are crossing a street, we remain silent. So we don't give you any information about anything. We let you use your own O&M skills and whatnot during that street crossing. Well, if you're walking across a parking lot, we modify that a little bit. So in a parking lot, we can tell you if you're veering, if there's anything in your way. Um, and because cars are going slower, we can make some better decisions about, you know, when somebody's pulling out in front of you or something. We're going to extend that to the street crossing, and that's going to be coming probably mid-October uh, with the new agents coming in. They're going to be able to give that information and then ask you at each street crossing, okay, what would you like me to tell you during this street crossing? And right. some people will say, you know, always tell me if I'm going to veer or I'm good don't need to say anything. And so it's really your choice. So that's a big thing. Probably the biggest thing coming up besides just, you know, encouraging people to use the free service and maybe even expanding that a little bit is um, what's going to happen with our next generation of glasses. Right now we have the Horizon glasses and their uh, 1.0 iteration. And they are a pair of glasses with a camera that hooks via a cable into a smartphone. It's a, it's a um, Galaxy J7, so it's an older Android phone that we've repurposed. So all it has on there is the um, basic, uh, it's not even talkback, but it's a basic speech program. And our artificial intelligence agent, Chloe, who is going to have some more tasks coming up that she can do. And the IRA program. And so that's all that's on that phone. Now, it's connected with the cable. And admittedly, it's still a little clunky. Our ultimate goal is to have one unit. And we have partnered with Bose. They are just one of the places that we're looking at to make glasses with a camera that you can just put on, connect via Bluetooth to your smartphone, and away you go. Hmm. That's our ultimate goal. Yeah. You know, when we reach that, um, then world domination is probably next. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's going to be the next big thing. And um, it's probably going to be about a year from now. Um, we're guessing at this point. Oh, it, um, oh, it'll come in August. Don't worry. Oh, it probably will. It'll shock me and it'll come in January. But <laughs> Just I don't record. think so. We're, we're not quite there with the Bluetooth and the battery life yet. But um, but the Bose glasses that are out there now do work as a headset for the audio of Ira Call. So if you own those, you can pair them just like you would a pair of Aftershocks or anything else in terms of a headset for the audio of your call. So now we just have to work on the camera part. Cool. Just just for the record, the uh, path for world domination goes through me, but um, I can. Oh well, I, I you can know. Well, now now we've got an inside <laughs> an inside track here. So right. hey, you, you know. Better. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the glasses. You know, because like the Horizons have been out for quite a while. The Bose AR frames have, have kind of taken the world by storm in the blindness community by a bunch yeah. of different people. And so you know, I was kind of hoping you were going to lead to 
you know, either a new iteration of the horizon. We or hope so. Somebody we or, very uh, much hope so. That's what, you know, we, we started with Bose, but we're also looking at a number of other companies mm-hmm. that um, most of which I don't even know about. Um, but the Bose folks um, right now, you know, that's available now. We're going to be looking at how to incorporate some of the AR features mm-hmm. there. Um, they did make it easier in their latest firmware update for us to connect to the glasses and get some better audio in there. And for people with certain types of hearing aids, for some people, the bows don't work at all. But for other people, they work really well. And so I tell people, you know, if you have a hearing aid, please try these in the store before you buy them, because they may or may not work with your hearing aid. But um, the people who have bought them are really, really liking them. Yeah, the others, you know, they're a little expensive too. So hopefully there'll yeah. be some, you know, alternative options that are a little bit more economical coming down the road. Well, that's well. that's kind of what we're looking at because we want to get out of the glasses business. Um, you know, we it, some of us think that the Ira glasses are stylish. I'm not so sure. I, mean, <laughs> I like them for their convenience, but the style, mm, not so much. But um, they are definitely convenient. But we're also looking at, you know, um, less expensive and also different styles, different sizes. Um, fitting people is hard. Yeah. And, you know. It's just one of those things that we would really rather have another company do on our behalf. Well, the funny part about it, too, is that that space, that that smart glasses space is in a huge you know, period of evolving right now. Um, you know, oh, yeah. more oh, and yeah. more manufacturers are jumping on board trying to get, trying to position themselves in the front of the pack in terms of smart glasses. So for you guys, I mean, you, you must sort of keep a real careful eye on what's going on with them. Um, Absolutely. Because I feel like in the next two years, you know, we might see some real jumps in terms oh, of... Oh my gosh, uh, I, I really think so. And um, I'll be curious to see what Apple does with this. Yeah, I mean, but, there's rumblings that, yeah. that they're working on on oh, yeah. a, a pair of oh yeah and again price is going to be a big factor because you know our horizon kit right now uh, you can actually still purchase the horizon kit for six hundred dollars that's for the phone and the glasses and uh, that's also going to cover to an extent some of the data costs um, that are involved in having those glasses. So, you know, there's uh, nothing is ever free, uh, but you can also lease the Horizon glasses for $25 a month if you have one of our plans that you can do that with. So, okay. you know, there are options out there, but we always want to make it as cost effective for people as possible. Yeah, and right now, because we have to make these things and we have to make them in fairly small quantities, um, not as viable as we'd like it to be. Mm, yeah. So another question about sort of the community, because uh, it was interesting to hear you you mention uh, that you know some of your policies have are, are changing in terms of what the uh, um, what the agents how they'll be sort of communicating information to the explorers. Is that is that because of community feedback? Do yep. you, do you have a lot of your your community saying, well, listen, you know, if you guys did this or if your yep. agents 
Absolutely. did that. I see. So it's kind of, it is almost an evolving service and you guys are sort oh, of listening carefully to very, very much so. And it has to be because if we're not doing what people need us to do, they're not going to make the call, right. you know, well, gosh, I'm not going to work with that service because they talk down to me or they can't help me across the street. And one of the reasons I don't get out is because I have this fearing problem and, you know, all of these little things, but also, you know, um, when Iris started, um, Suman Kanaganti, who's our, our founder and president now, he made a big commitment to the NFB and then to all blind people that, hey, look, this is your service and we're going to do what you need us to do. And you have to tell us that. So we, when we changed the street crossing policy, we had a bunch of focus groups and uh, we had people from all over in these focus groups uh, online and live um, talking about, okay, what would this look like? And what are you concerned about with street crossings and how much information do you really want? And what do you really want it to be like? And so that was just one way, you know, that we, take that information but we also read we have a facebook group for explorers if you're an explorer or a guest you can join our facebook group and uh, just look for ira explorers on facebook and uh, you can join and i will um, push the magic button and <laughs> if you answer the questions we have a couple questions for you to answer to get into the group and it's for explorers only and we have some staff on there that can help out as well. And then we have an email list, which is ira at groups.io. And you can actually get to that one, ira plus subscribe at groups.io. And that is a general mailing list, and it can get pretty lively sometimes. Um, right now, there's a lot of chatter about iOS 13 and uh, the Bluetooth option, which if you're updating to iOS 13, guys, please enable um, Bluetooth for the app. That will allow you to connect everything. You can go back and do it if you didn't realize what it was and disabled it. You can go back and, and put it back in, but just remember to do that. Um, and so that's another way that we listen to people. And then you can always call us or email us and give us a piece of your mind. <laughs> we, we can't spare those. <laughs> we need all the pieces we can get. Yep. Um, I'd like to ask a little bit about Chloe, the assistant, and kind of where she fits into all of this. Sure. Well, the reason that we designed the Horizon Kit initially was for people who maybe don't use smartphones or who aren't real proficient or don't feel really comfortable about using a smartphone. And so we wanted to build some artificial intelligence into Chloe um, so that it can help the end user, but also so that it can kind of help us gather some data. And we are lucky enough, I'm sure you guys all know and probably have the Seeing AI app. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We are lucky to have Anarud Cowell, who invented, he was part of the team at Microsoft. He headed up that team that invented and, and perfected that app. And so he's now our AI person and leading the AI team, which is pretty exciting because, you know, he can do some pretty amazing things. Chloe right now can read documents, for example. Um, she can read things like signs. You can point your camera at a sign. And sometimes your connectivity might not be good enough to contact an agent 
but Chloe can actually read the sign to you or the package to you or something like that. We're hoping as we move forward for her to have a little bit more GPS capability so that we could include, say, something like we, we now own the Seeing Eye GPS app. And we're hoping to make that app part of Chloe at some point. So someone who may not have a smartphone could indeed have a GPS app and get that street by street navigation if they want it. Um, and they could have that with or without an agent. So those are a few of the things that we're looking at Chloe to be able to do. Yeah, those world domination plans are going well for you guys. <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah, it's much better than ours. Steve, we need to step our world domination plans up. Well, I was just going to ask Janine if they're hiring. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> world Funny domination sounds that, pretty actually. good. <laughs> ask, well, no, we don't hire. We just absorb. Absorb. <laughs> it's like the Borg. We just absorb right. you and that's it. <laughs> Well, apparently half the room here is ready to be observed. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> A third, maybe. Traitors. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would hope that all of you guys would go ahead and, you know, download the app. Give it a try because you never know. And and I don't know, you know, how many of you guys are partially sighted. A lot of people have a partially sighted husband, hence the mango potato experiment. Um, <laughs> but he does these things like, oh, I don't need that. I can actually see it. And it takes him like two hours to figure something out. And, you know, you could have done that in about five minutes. Um, and it, He's coming around. He is coming around to okay. the fact that, you know, this could actually be helpful. I have a and question. And so well, it takes a while, you know. I have a question, and, and this may not be relevant or go anywhere anyway, but mm -hmm. how good are IRA agents at putting together IKEA furniture? <laughs> <laughs> actually, they're pretty darn good. Are they? Um, surprisingly, I've almost lost a wife we over have that, probably so. once a month somebody either puts together <laughs> IKEA furniture or they do a Lego kit. Uh, oh my gosh, we had an agent. They had so much fun with this Lego kit. And, you know, sorting and basically because they had the accessible instructions, they just needed to sort all the pieces out into bags. And so that's what they had the agent do with them. And but yes, putting together furniture. Um, I had them help me put together a um, oh gosh, what the heck was that thing? It was some sort of a stand that was very weird and didn't go together the way I thought it should. Mm. I put it together. I had like five pieces left over. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> this does not look right. And uh, we, we did figure it out. But what they'll do is they'll go online and they'll look up everything, including YouTube videos. Mm. And they will walk you through a YouTube video about how to put things together. Nice. So it's pretty cool. I'm just thinking uh, there's all this potential for like spin-off services. Like as I'm you know I'm not partially sighted but I could certainly you know have some sort of agent like give me life advice when <laughs> to, like, is this really a good idea? Yeah, do you, do you yes. have any Christmas no. stuff? Should I pay this bill or can I can yes. you think I can let it slide for a couple weeks? Definitely in the kitchen. Do you do you think the ingredients in this chef boyardee will kill me over time? <laughs> 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 oh dear oh my goodness uh, so, all right oh, okay, hang on oh. before we go there you've got to have had some really strange requests through this service right like what um you know what's funny whenever i ask agents so what's the weirdest thing and they go you know what there's nothing nothing weird 
nothing. And I'm like, oh, come on, there's got to be something bizarre. And honestly, there really aren't aren't too many you know i can't think of anything off the top of my head that's just odd or bizarre now they did um go with me to our state fair and they learned that janine really likes horses and uh, we went into the horse barn and i spent probably two hours in there just finding horses to pet and (laughs) they said you were so enthusiastic about this it was really funny to to listen to you because i baby talk my horses so (laughs) it was it was totally embarrassing but uh yeah so you know nothing absolutely nothing um kids animals anything well, that's disappointing. Well, I, I think there was one, and scales are always funny when someone oh, has dear. to weigh themselves and they don't want anybody to know, you know, because I hate that too. Talking scale blurts that out all over the house. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> and so the, they said those are always a little bit, you know, okay, don't worry. <laughs> Here's what it is, and no one will know. Yeah, I was expecting something like, you know, is this a tube of toothpaste or my preparation H? Oh, well, I'm sure that's probably happened. Um, Yeah, I would guess so. Um, Let me tell you. And and we have, honestly, I mean, these look like hemorrhoids. Here's a a weird one. I have prosthetic eyes, and one of them had become a little bit loose. And I wasn't sure. I was trying to do a picture of myself for somebody, and I. I thought, oh, this is going to be gross and weird. So I called up the agent and I said, okay, look at my left eye. Is it crooked? And they said, it, just a little. Okay, move it this way. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, yuck. I'm going to poke, you know, because moving around your eye is a little squirmy for people. You're right. And uh, no, no, she was fine. Okay, perfect. Now it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Wow. Um, all right. <laughs> And it turns out that several agents had done that before for people because I thought, oh, man, this is going to go on the top weird things list. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Just put out the caveat out there, everybody. They, the agents can't give life, life advice and they are not doctors. No, you know, don't sadly, ask them, Don't no. ask them medical no, advice. No, they're not dieticians. Does this mole look cancerous? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now we do have guys who can give great makeup advice, I'm told. So, <laughs> oh, hey, and you actually can request, oh, you know, I'd really rather have a male agent or a female agent or whatever for this particular task. And one lady said to the male agent, well, you know, I'd really rather have a female agent. I'm doing makeup. And he said, look, I was a theater major. Come on, <laughs> let's give it a try. And he did a great job. So oh, I was like, wow. okay, cool. <laughs> Never assume. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find Ira uh, online, in the App Store? How the heck do they get set up if they aren't already? Okay. Well, if you are not already set up, you can go to the App Store or the Play Store and look up Ira. That's A-I-R-A. And that stands for Artificial Intelligence Remote Assistance. That's what that stands for. Mm-hmm. So you look up Ira, you download the app. And once you download the app, the first time you go in, you're going to have to put your phone number in. And 
then it will text you a code. You put the code in and voila, you are ready to go for those free short task, five minute or less offers and any access locations. And then there will be information in the app that you can look and see all of our plans, including Canadian pricing, which I was looking for before I started this call. Like, oh, no, where's the Canadian pricing? <laughs> but we are also happy to give that to you. So you can learn a lot about IRA from our website, ira.io, A-I-R-A.io. And you can call our 800 number, which is one 800 835-1934 or you can write to support at ira.io and they will answer any questions you have except should I eat that cheeseburger because they'll say no send it to us <laughs> I've seen that crew devour food so yeah <laughs> uh, well listen thanks so much for taking some time out uh, and talking with us uh, especially you know I know it's a it's 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 a busy task with that world domination, but uh, yeah, we, yeah, we, you know, it, it takes up some of our time. But hey, you we, know, we somebody's got to do it. Let's talk again, maybe around August. Maybe you'll have oh, some some big absolutely, a big scoop hopefully, for us. hopefully before August, but definitely definitely August when we've got to, that world domination thing. When we make that <laughs> announcement, you guys will be the first to know. All right, excellent, <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Janine. I must have missed the memo about uh, them having the free five minutes. I'd never heard. Yeah, that well, earlier. yeah, you would, you would have, you were sort of out on, I think, either on trips or or on vacation or whatever when that yeah, when that news broke. Ago. But yeah, yeah, so it's five minutes a day. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, well, it's brilliant on their part too because that that ensures that they get that app on that much that many more phones, and then once people, you know, taste it. There's a good chance that they will end up subscribing, right? Because yeah. if they end up needing more than five minutes. Well, I expect they were probably getting some some uh, pressure from some of the free services that's right. that are that's out exactly there, right. yeah. and uh, that just gives people you know a reason to use theirs instead of a free why, service. Why would why would they use Be My Eyes to where it's a it's something like a volunteer service when they can they can do the same thing with yeah, and, with Ira and get a trained agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's bonded and and honestly, you can do a lot in five minutes. Sure, yeah, you know. Uh, especially like, you know, when we were talking about it, when they first announced it, me and Ryan were like, well, not really sure how it works because probably the clock probably starts as soon as you make the call and then someone's got to answer. And then, so it's probably like maybe one call a day that it averages out to. But according to to Janine, I mean, they, they track the time spent fairly quickly and 11 seconds is how long it usually takes to connect to an agent. So you could probably make three or four calls during the day and, and still and not use up the, those five minutes you know, yeah. if there were quick tasks yeah cool so yeah it's uh it's pretty brilliant you know and like i said they've they've the last two years for them have, they've just exploded they've they've done something really incredible uh, marketing and and you know all this all these deals that they've made with with uh you know supermarket chains and airports and transit systems i mean it's it, you know they've been incredibly busy and really trying to get get this service into the public space so that, uh, cause it honestly, it's a, it's an, it's a really great service. Yeah. Yeah, it is fabulous. Yeah. And I look forward to the day where, you know, we can actually have it at the Vancouver aquarium, the art galleries, the museums, you know, it's just one extra pair of eyes that, you know, I would have telling me what's around instead of my wife having to look at everything and try to get it all in at the same time. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think travel hubs especially would be mm-hmm. you know so incredibly useful. You think about you know all these, like I said, all these mobility bottlenecks where that mm-hmm. that really impact um, people who are trying to navigate that space. So you know things like um, certainly the you know SkyTrain stations, subway stations. Yeah. Um, ferry terminals, airports, ferry terminals. Yeah. Airports. Yeah. All these places, they should just, they just have these free access points for people. Um, so hopefully it's coming. It sounds like, it sounds like there, I mean, 50, 50 American airports. That's, that's substantial. Cause I remember us talking in the past two years about the first airport that had come on. Yeah. Was it Seattle? I, th- I feel Seattle? like it was Seattle. Yeah. I thought it was Seattle. Yeah. I could be wrong, but. No, I think it was. I think you're right because that's that was my first thought too. I th- I'm pretty sure it was it was SeaTac. Um, so I mean, geez, in two years, that's you know, 49 more airports coming on board. That's pretty good. So yeah, you know, uh, you know, certain certainly Vancouver Airport hopefully is is not too far behind. But well, I can imagine the cruise ship terminal. Like this past yeah. weekend, we had 30,000 passengers sure. hit the city. Right? You know, that's a lot of people to try and navigate through. Yeah, the AI portion of it is interesting too. She didn't talk about it much, but uh, well, I think the AR side of it is still developing, right? You know, once they start putting some augmented reality stuff into the glasses and and working with that technology, that could really be another game changer in this field. Well, and some of that's out of their control too, because mm-hmm. it's really it's just up to the technology. Uh, and again, you know, this all this that whole space is changing so quickly and evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, smart glasses, AR, I mean, it's all, it's real, a tricky moving target to hit for them, I'm sure. So, you know, they're sort of reliant on that technology. So who the hell even knows what um, it's going to look like in two years? It could be, you know, that AI and machine learning and AR component could be so advanced by then that who knows, they maybe will be a time when uh, the live agent portion of it is is dialed down if not completely eliminated because there just won't be any need for it because the AI and the AR will be so good that um, it will just allow people to sort of navigate a space without that live component. But I mean, who knows that might be, that might be too pie in the sky. Um, The technology may never get to the point where it could actually replace a live agent, but who knows? Um, Hey Ryan, Rob, where can people find us? ATBanter.com. They can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell <laughs> at ATBanter.com. Oh, made an appearance this week. And, and more importantly, they can get us on social medias like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's pretty much it. And that's it. <laughs> we do that every time. Yeah. I know. We're just, we're just convinced that there's more social media out there. LinkedIn. Do we have LinkedIn? We yeah, do. we do. We LinkedIn. certainly do. You can we're on, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn too. <laughs> See, that's what we've been missing all this right. time. We post all the time. Uh, yeah, that is where everybody can find us. They can find Ira, of course, on the App Store and find Ryan in the Guitar Dungeon. You can find gold in them, their hills. Can find you can find Rob next an, to the Chef Boyardee cans. A needle in a haystack. You can find this podcast hard to listen to. There's all <laughs> kinds of things you can find if you look. Uh, that is going to about do it for us this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. A big thanks to Janine Stanley for joining us. And uh, we will see everybody next week. Banter, banter. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.